Vance uh, was in NATO, but he was there in NATO as a member of the NSA. And he was told in his training that good forces and bad forces fought in the cosmos. The bad forces lost. They were cast to earth. They want to take over the human soul, but they couldn't figure out how to do it. So they have to change the human being. This is 10 years before, and he told me this 30 years ago, it's 10 years before the first use of the term transhumanism. That's exactly what he's describing. And he describes it in detail. They're slowly desensitizing us, and I'm telling you, they're leading to Project Blue Beam, a fake alien invasion designed to consolidate the planet. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have Dave Hodges coming back. In fact, this is an interview that I did with him that he wanted to air on his radio program. And so I interviewed him, and I'm airing it here, but then he also aired it this weekend, or is going to air it. I don't know exactly when it's airing. On His his show is really popular, the Common Sense Show. But this interview is really interesting. I, I can't vet everything he says, but I got to tell you, he's a great journalist, and he does do his homework. But he also has his own perspective on things as well. But I tell you, this is super interesting. I mean, we're going to talk about the fake alien invasion and information he's gotten from different NSA and government uh, people, people intel, and uh, Project Blue Book. And then we're also going to talk about Carrie Lake and how in Arizona they're trying to sabotage her ability to run for governor and get the GOP nomination. It is predictable, but it's a pretty sad situation what's going on in Arizona. But before I get into that, I want to talk a little bit more about our gas prices. It looks like Biden has authorized the use of higher levels of ethanol in gas. And so what people might be seeing as cheaper prices, depending on where you go, could be really the, de the decrease due to higher levels of ethanol because the government is getting subsidies behind the scenes. Even though ethanol costs more to produce, they are reducing the price of gas uh, with ethanol. I don't know how widespread it is. There's just a lot of reports and he actually put out a an executive order allowing people to lift the ban of ethanol, increase ethanol during the summer. And also the other thing that's interesting is many states do not enforce the rule that you have to tell consumers if there's higher levels of ethanol in their gasoline. So if you're seeing cheaper prices, it could be, a lot of that could be from that. The other problem with ethanol is that you get worse gas mileage. So, you know, I saw the Govi tablet, which I, I just got this yesterday. Look at what I got. This is over 36 miles per gallon. My car is only measured to get 31 miles per gallon on highway. That's best conditions. You can see I was going about 49 miles an hour on average. This is like an hour trip I took and I measured it. And I was just floored at how much better my gas mileage. The reason why I'm telling you this is even if the the gas prices are lowering, you're probably, if it's because of ethanol, you're going to be getting paying more and filling up more anyways. So this Govi tablets, I'm just really hoping you guys give it a chance. And what people are seeing is phenomenal results. Some people are not seeing the kind of results that I am. And the reason they are is because if they have an older car, it goes through the process of cleaning out. There's like a cleaning process. And so it takes like three tablets or so, or more even, to clean out your car if you have an older car. The newer ones tend to get results quicker. Or if they're in really good shape and you, you tend to be kind of 
you tend to be anal, like my husband, on keeping cars in really great shape. So, so just do yourself a favor and try it. You can get a pack for as low as $25. You get five packs of seven tablets, and you will be saving money if you get anywhere near the results that I get. And I, I've checked into it because some people haven't been getting results. Most people are. And I checked into it with the, the researchers and stuff, and they say it's an exception to not get good results, but people may not be doing it right. Like they might be leaving it in the heat. You can't leave it in the heat in your car. You have to put it in first before you put the gas in. You might be putting too little if you have a bigger gas tank. Um, you might be seeing the ethanol, which is lowering your miles per gallon, which is a big scam. I just It's just a scam. Um, if you look into the ethanol situation, and maybe we'll do a show on it in the future. I don't know. So those are the reasons if you, so if you're anything bad, that's what's going on because most people, I just had a Canadian sent me, he was just so excited because he's seeing the same results that I just shared with you and he's, he's going to turn, signed up as a promoter and says, you have one motivated promoter up here in Canada. Uh, last thing I want to tell you is that $5 fulvic acid is ending on the Sunday, depending on when you hear it, um, try to do it even on Monday and Tuesday. They don't take it off right away. I noticed that last time, but I got them to extend it for a week because me and my family didn't. I'm like, can I please extend this? Because I didn't get in and a lot of listeners don't want it. And so I know a lot of people miss it, but don't miss it this time. Do yourself a favor and get this and at least try it. It's only $5. You have nothing to lose. And that includes shipping. So please take advantage of that. And it's it's just an amazing opportunity. Look into it. It's You get the, the zeolite, which already is less than the regular zeolite. And then you get the fulvic acid and the minerals plus. So this the fulvic comes from, acid comes from this bog in Canada. And so you're getting like this really dense, rich soil that this thing comes from. And the minerals are all organic from rich soil. It's just beautiful stuff. So just try it and see how it makes you feel. I, I think you'll you'll really like it. So go to my website, sarahwestall.com. Sign up for my newsletter. Please share my stuff because that's the only way I get my, my stuff out. I'm shadow banned and censored everywhere. And let's get into this really, really interesting conversation with Dave Hodges. Hi, Dave. Welcome back to the show. Well, it's good to be back. It's been a long time, and uh, we certainly have a lot to talk about. We do. We talk a little bit more than we record each other. People probably don't realize that, but we're always changing notes. And I'm learning that you currently are over the target again and have been persecuted a little bit. Now, persecution maybe is a strong word. You're being harassed online. Can you talk about what your current deal is and why you think they're targeting you? Well, as you know, yesterday when we were having a private conversation, how many times were we interfered with where you couldn't hear me and I was blacked out and then we were disconnected? And yeah, exactly. This happens all the time. I haven't been able to call Paul Preston directly for three months. Um, We're totally blocked from each other. Yep. And and um, and and this morning I did a a YouTube just straightforward. You know, I thought very much mainstream media news that the judge, the magistrate, I should say, that issued the search warrant had done work for Epstein and was an Obama donor to thousands of dollars. And he had social media posts uh, that uh, denigrated uh, Trump and he recused himself 
six weeks ago from hearing the Hillary Clinton uh, suit uh, on by Donald Trump against her, uh, and that he doesn't have to recuse himself when he does a search warrant. So I covered those basic things that are commonly accepted facts. And, oh, the trolls descended on me. I had 65 comments that, oh, this is a lie. You're an effing idiot. You're selling poison. In other words, talking about our sponsors. Uh, it was unbelievable. You're well, a moron. I get the Sarah Westall's a moron. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what I did, what I did is I just, uh, I went through and I don't usually do this, but I just delete, 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 yeah, hide the user. They good. can't ever post again. I do that um, sometimes too. And, yep. and I don't do that for people to just say, uh, you know, I don't agree with one of your four points. That's okay. That's fine. That's why we do this. So we can have some debate, but uh, no, the trolls are definitely out. The censorship is out, but it's nothing compared to what we're going to cover in the first part of our interview together. Well, yeah, I, they're just going to keep ramping it up. It just is what it is. They go after, they went after us independent journalists back in the day, which we're still struggling and suing. And then they're going after, you know, Alex Jones and, and you have information. They want to go after Fox News and then the rest of the independent media. So what are you learning on that? Um, MSNBC is boldly proclaiming this as well. I do have other information from insiders that they, uh, well, this is now old news. This was admitted to yesterday afternoon that the uh, FBI is now surveilling all social media posts to create an enemies list. Oh, great. And and I had reported that uh, for the last several days that this was coming. And then last night, this was uh, basically confirmed. Well, you know, they they have shown their true colors, and obviously anybody who was a classical liberal, which is what the Democratic Party used to be, they've lost their way, and these people really need, you don't have to be a Republican, but you shouldn't be supporting a party that doesn't have the basic ideals from what you've always agreed upon. I, I just think there's a lot of people without a party right now, and I think they need to realize that and get out of that environment. But whatever happened to Alex Jones, because I know he got nailed, got sued for, I don't know how many millions, 30 million or something, but he claims he only has 2 million to his name. Is he, what's going to happen there? The last, okay, here are the numbers I have, and they might be fluid, might be uh, changing around, but the numbers as I understand them is he has to pay for both compensatory and punitive damages to just one family. He's facing other lawsuits. But he has to pay $49.5 million. Which he doesn't have, from what he says. Um, he, he claims that he has $5 million. I saw the clip where he said five, he had $5 million. Um, I don't I don't know the truth. Here's what I do know. I watched the testimony of the forensic economist they brought in. And this guy, was, in my opinion, was a clown show. He, uh, he, 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 he said... Well, it's impossible for me to estimate da 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 da. da so I'm going to give you an opinion, and and the judge who was really one of the worst judges, a Gretchen Whitmer lookalike, by the way, yep. but one of the worst judges I had ever seen. She said, "Well, you get to offer opinions in this courtroom." She, I thought testimony was supposed to be about establishing the facts, uh, and so he says, "Well, I think he's worth uh, oh 130, maybe 175 million, maybe," and he was all over the map with his numbers. And I'm thinking, well, and he goes, and we can't estimate what he makes on Amazon and on on and on and on. So uh, this testimony was worthless. If I was on the jury, I'd say I wouldn't even listen to a thing this guy said. But he was the last witness 
designed to inflame the jury to think Alex Jones was practically a billionaire and they should fine him to the sky. That was the entire intent. Uh, this judge was a joke. She ordered Alex Jones that uh, you don't mention free speech. He could not use the term free speech. I would have done it anyway. Why? I, because that's what this really is about. I know. I know. But this judge was just a piece of work. But I will tell you the real problem that Alex has, in my humble opinion, is with his attorney. Oh, my. I mean, his attorney, first of all, uh, did not go through Alex's phone and his emails to look at privileged communication because there would be communications that would be exempt from disclosure, uh, like <clears throat> client attorney privilege. And he just sent everything to the uh, to the prosecuting attorney. Uh, that's that's uh, <laughs> well, I, I think this lawyer could be sued by Alex for that. Um, but this this uh, lawyer just allowed Alex's rights to be eviscerated. Um, now, listen, I'm going to say this for the record. Sarah, you could do a story that I don't agree with your conclusion, but I recognize it's your right to say it. And you could do the same with me. With regard to Sandy Hook, I believe there were 26 victims. Uh, but I do believe Alex had the right to express the opinion. And to say that some family who terribly lost, I mean, losing a child just absolutely a nightmare. But it's worth $50 million. Well, you can and, be and wrong at everything. Well, let me ask you this. Where's the defamation? If you say that I don't believe any of this, I think all these people are lying. Isn't that your opinion to say that? You, you can be wrong at everything and still be fine. This is not constitutional. I don't understand how this even goes, how it flies. It's only if it's damaging, like yelling fire in a crowded theater or something that, you know, they've gone over this over and over. It's very strange how this country is going down this terrible rabbit hole. I think there's a lot of problems with Sandy Hook, and I think it's the right of journalists to figure it out, because if we don't figure it out, we do know that we have a very corrupt government, and we have the right to dig in to figure it out. And if you scare people off and not allow them to, then they'll get away with literal murder. And yeah. that's why yeah. it's important that they can question these things. And to say that you can't question, you can't debate, you can't do anything, if it's a sensitive issue, which it is, children dying, that's a very sensitive issue. Oh, it's, it's too sensitive, so now if anybody questions it, they get sued to the max? That's BS. Yeah, no, I hear you. And see, I can disagree with Alex's conclusion, and I do. But, I, but, but this, to say this is defamation, no. Listen, I'll go this far. Um, Doug Thornton and I have, we went through the uh, Uvalde shooting. We went through the Buffalo shooting. We clearly showed there was government complicity in the, in the Buffalo shooting. Clearly showed that. Uh, this is beyond a shadow of a doubt. Uh, this kid had contact with several FBI agents online and ex-FBI agents that could have been acting as contract employees. And, uh, and, and by the way, too, not to digress too far, but I don't know if you and I have ever discussed this. What Doug Thornton and I found, former DHS supervisor, what Doug and I found was that the police officer that was killed in the attack by Gendron, he had actually filed a patent for a water-based carburetor that he was actually using on his Ford 150. 
And I thought, whoa, isn't this interesting? What an interesting coincidence that he would be killed, and yet he's doing something that would fly in the face of Biden trying to get us out of the cars. He can take away all the gas, but he can't take away all the water, and this guy could keep driving his truck. Isn't that interesting that this would appear at this time? That's why I don't don't trust any of these guys. And I do want to say one thing about the Sandy Hook, for all those out there who have done a lot of research on that. There are a lot of things that, and I already said this, there are a lot of things that really need to be explained. And the government needs to explain, like, why did they have, um, as if they were doing a a trial, or what do you call those things? Uh, I don't know. Because they had signs up of where people should park to get what. There's a lot of things that are wrong and confusing. And so it would lead people to the conclusion of what he said, because there's just too many weird things. I don't know what happened because I haven't dug into it to that degree, but I got to tell you, that's why we have the right to dig into it. And that's why you had the right to dig into the one you did, because this is pretty commonplace. I just posted a, I know I'm supposed to be interviewing you, but I got to say these things. I just posted a thing by the FBI from 1976. It was a review of all the games they play because they were considered really dirty at that time and they wanted to clean them up. And the hoaxes and the false flag type situations, they were littered with it. They were doing it constantly. This isn't something new. The FBI has a long history of corruption. But if you look at J. Edgar Hoover, who would fire an agent for being gay, but he himself was gay. Clyde Tilson was his lover, buried together in the cemetery. Um, You know, the the FBI had a very uh, inauspicious beginning. The agents can be fine. I think most of the rank and file in the FBI is still okay. But uh, I've called for the defunding of the FBI and those agents that are clean and would pass scrutiny, should be made supervisors at a new agency you you construct. J. Edgar Hoover was on the take for the mafia. They used his gambling to control him. They have photo, They had photos of him cross-dressing, which I could give a crap about. But when you're compromised in your position because of the times and the morality of the times, then you shouldn't be in that position. He blackmailed seven presidents. That's how he stayed in office all those years, never was replaced. He'd go to a president and and he'd say, boy, Mr. Kennedy, your enemies are saying terrible things about you, but we're on it. And this was his way of letting them know I have the goods on you. And then he'd say something like, but you know what? Lyndon Johnson make a great vice president and he can help you with this. That's how Lyndon Johnson, by the way, the Kennedys were blackmailed. And uh, because uh, John Kennedy had an affair with Ingrid Arvid, uh, uh, a Nazi spy in World War II. Now, I don't think he he knew she was a Nazi, but it's actually what got him transferred from his domestic duty to uh, the Pacific where he won the Medal of Honor. Uh, Pretty interesting development. But see, this is how J. Edgar Hoover did business. And my contention is the FBI has not changed in all these years. No. I don't think so. You know, they're more blatant now than they were. I So that makes tells me that they're probably worse than they used to be. But I also know that based on all my investigations, that blackmail is their currency. They try to get something on everybody because if they don't, they don't feel like they can do anything. Yeah, you're exactly right. They, they're always looking for the leverage. But let's look at the events of just yesterday. Newsweek runs an article saying the DOJ had no idea. 
And I'm thinking, gee, this might be true. And the senior DOJ uh, spokespeople were saying, we had no idea this raid was coming. Yeah. And, I, and I went on YouTube and I said, they're going to throw Chris Ray under the bus. And I said, I, you asked me why they're doing it. Well, they have to appear they'll police their own so they don't look like a total criminal organization going into the election. That's what I thought the motive might be. And I think that they tried to get away with that motive. But then things started to surface that pointed back to Garland and the fact that he knew. So by the end of the day, they had to reverse the lies they were told and discredit the Newsweek story. And Garland gets up and says, yeah, I approved it. And uh, so what? And I'm not taking any of your questions. And he said, and stop saying bad things about our FBI agents and DOJ employees. They're patriotic Americans. In other words, shut up, don't criticize us, and I'll do any damn thing I want. I don't care if you caught me in a lie or not, and I'm not even going to answer your questions. That's what we saw yesterday. That is what we saw, and it was really incredible, and he he just didn't, he didn't care. I don't, I don't care. But then Biden didn't care either when he's essentially giving everybody the middle finger by going on vacation with his son, Hunter. They showed the image um. of him getting on the, you know, Air Force One. So that was like a message to the world. He knew what was happening. Isn't it interesting, too? Hunter Biden can do all that he's done, and he doesn't get raided. That's right. And, and Hillary Clinton bleaches and destroys evidence and has 33,000 illegal emails, all subject to five years in prison. So she could have done 165,000-year term, but nothing happens to her. And you know what's interesting? She's wearing clothing now. Two days in a row, she wore clothing that mocked her email escape. And I'm thinking, why would she do that? And then I started thinking, you know, she's telling the opposition, I may be exempt and our friends are exempt. We'll never get prosecuted. But if you oppose us, we can get anybody yeah. anytime we want. I think they're sending a big message that we're more powerful. And that is something that's not acceptable to me anyways. I, it's just completely unacceptable. And it, it really gives people more motivation to fight, though. And uh, like I asked you yesterday, why would they do this knowing that it motivates, just motivates everybody to fight more? Because I think they think they're that close to total subjugation. And, and uh, I suppose we should talk about Executive Order 14067. Yeah, let's talk this about is, it. This is really, really disturbing. Um, this executive order dig digitizes our currency. It, repl it replaces the current currency with a digitized currency, but it's not just digital. It's not like Bitcoin or anything else. And by the way, Jim Rickards, the famed economist, who was a consultant to the Pentagon, the CIA, and their other government agencies, he's generally represented, excuse me, recognized as being one of the top three experts economically in the country. And he's come out forcefully against this. He says that... Uh, this is the total enslavement of America. Social credit will accompany this. The government can turn your money on. They can turn your money off. He said they don't have to come and get your guns. They can just come and get your money just by the flip of a keystroke. And they can keep you from buying guns, putting gas in your car, buying food. If you make one post they don't like. And and I said this when the Canadian truckers uh, event was going on. I said when Trudeau took the $6 million from anyone who protested, anyone who supported the protest. He took bank accounts away from people that gave pizzas to the truck drivers. 
Yep. And he took six million dollars of, of Canadian money, and I said, "Watch out, it's coming here." Well, you know what was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and it's in the form of this digitized currency signed in April by Joe Biden, one four zero six seven. Look at Section 4, people, as you research what I'm telling you. Section 4 is where all the damage is done. Now, let me jump to the end for my Christian brothers and sisters. You're going to say, is this the mark of the beast? Not directly yet, but I think it's an intermediate step in that direction. Once they say that you have to have their little uh, digitized chip in your hand or your forehead, well, then we know that we're on the right track. But I'm going to say this about the digitized currency. This is the total evisceration of free speech. This is the total evisceration of political affiliation. If you donate to the wrong candidate, if you say the wrong thing, if you go to a rally, if you do anything they don't like, they can shut your money off. And this is what's coming. Yep, I agree with you. It's that's They're making that last stage. And they're doing it with uh, every area of our life. When it, com- it comes to healthcare, public health, um, military, and currency, and and then there's other things as well. But those are the three big ones. And then they're going after the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. And then there's other things as well. But those are the five areas that I've identified that they're just really focused, hyper focused on. So what I've heard one thing that I want you to talk about, which is super interesting, and getting back to the Mar-a-Lago thing is that people are saying that possibly there was a, an alien file. And, you know, Dark Journalist is covering this, and he actually is pretty good most of the time. What do you think about that? Because I know you tend to uh, look into that and are personally interested in that topic. L- let me just say this. Um, I am not convinced there are actual alien beings in the universe. There might be. Uh, I am convinced Genesis 6 is correct that fallen angels have come with different DNA. And I think there are two separate DNAs. And I think people like in the World Economic Forum um, are of that DNA that is different than human DNA. And this is very biblical. And uh, I've done a lot of time, spent a lot of time researching this. So I think that that's true. I think we're also headed for a fake alien invasion designed to totally unify the planet against one enemy so they can consolidate all power. Uh, I've known about Project Bluebeam, which is what I'm describing from my father, who was naval intelligence. He debriefed a German scientist for three years uh, as they tried to reverse engineer their theoretical physics, and they had these discussions. And in my dad's final two years, when he knew he was terminal, he told me a lot about what was going on, and I had to stay quiet about it until my mom passed because she was the recipient of two of his pensions and uh, had it been disclosed that he had breached his security order by telling me anything and it goes public, she would have lost everything. So I had to be quiet until 2011. And I still don't talk about it a lot because I will tell you this. If you want to have the visits in the middle of the night from the spooks, keep talking about this because there's a lot of people that have been killed. Uh, I forget the guy's first name, Schneider, talked about Dolce and what's going on there. Uh, he was he was assassinated. There are a lot of people that do that. This is very dangerous territory. You're also, when you talk about this, you're in the same category as talking about the cartel involvement in your local government. Uh, the same, same kind of violence can visit you. So now having said that, um, could Trump have had alien files? Uh, There's an historical precedent for the concern over this. When Bill Clinton came into office, 
gosh, I can't even remember the guy's name now. Maybe you can help me with it. But he had an aide that he dispatched to find two things. One, who killed John Kennedy and why? And Bill Clinton had a fascination with Kennedy because when he visited uh, Washington, D.C. in Project Close-Up as a 13-year-old teenager, he met the president, shook hands with him, and it, so it made an indelible impression. So he wanted that answer. Who killed Kennedy and why? And the other factor is, what's the real story behind UFOs? And this even dates back to Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter, when he was running for office, he said, I'll tell you the truth about UFOs when I'm president, because I saw one when I was on the deck yeah. of a ship that I was assigned to. And I, I actually was at a book signing for Jimmy Carter. And I'm about five people back. And I just wanted to ask him the question. I didn't have to. There was a lady who uh, gave him her copy of the book. And she said, Mr. President, why didn't you ever tell us about UFOs as you promised? He teared up. He almost lost it. I witnessed this with my own two eyes. This is a real topic. Now, with regard to the uh, So wait a minute. Why do you think he teared up? Because he was told to shut up or else. Okay. And I'll tell the story here with regard to Clinton. I don't remember the aide. It was Clinton's childhood... Uh, his childhood friend who committed suicide, in quotes. Vince Foster. Vince Foster, thank you. Oh, boy, I tell you, I'm having a Biden moment here. <laughs> but anyway, he, he dispatched Vince Foster to look at the Kennedy assassination and the truth about aliens. He was murdered. The forensic evidence clearly shows he was murdered. I mean, the guy shot himself in the head, yet his glasses stayed on his head. Uh, yeah, know, it's just, you just look at you look at all the nonsense here. When you shoot yourself five times in the back, that was kind of. And then things. Hillary Clinton removed all his files. Mm. I don't know if you remember that or yeah, not. The yeah, first lady, yeah. The, this she, Foster she, thing is is if people dig into it, there's a lot of monkey business. Okay, so the alien question gets partially answered here. This is not something you look into. Jimmy Carter's reaction. Um, and by the way, too, let me let me just share this with you. I've come across a document recently, and I'm going to brag a little bit. If you want to know about the Kennedy assassination, you'll want to spend some time talking to me because Jim Mars and I were all over stuff. I've made some original contributions to the topic. So, okay, I'm done boasting. So I want to say I speak from somewhat of a position of authority on the Kennedy assassination, but I found something that was unique. I found something that I did not know, and this is shocking to me. Ten days before Kennedy was killed, he actually proposed a joint mission to the moon with the Soviet Union. And I also know, too, and this is something that's come out since I first said it in a documentary, that uh, he was negotiating with arms reduction, nuclear arms reduction with the Soviets through Norman Cousins, who was with Khrushchev at Khrushchev's uh, vacation home at the time Kennedy was killed. And it, what's interesting about that is they had also talked about combining information to answer the ET alien question. Uh, and ten days later, ten days later, Kennedy is dead. This is now surfaced. Uh, someone told me that once my I mentioned this on another radio show I was on, and someone wrote to me and says, "Dave, this is on YouTube now." And, and it, it's like a week old. I said, well, okay, I guess good news or bad news travels fast. So the alien question is really interesting. So taking it back to your question, I think it's possible, but I have no information on that. Um, here's, here's the BS behind what's going on. Trump had repeatedly had the National Archives personnel 
at Mar-a-Lago. He fed him lunch. He gave him free access. They told him to double lock these particular boxes. They'd be back. And he double locked it. And that's just what the FBI broke yesterday as they double locked it. And, and, and that's, that's actually come out now. And, and what's interesting is he's completely cooperating. In other words, non-classified material could go to the National Archives. Some will go to his presidential library. Okay, but I don't think he's in a hurry to do that because he's hoping to be president again. But uh, classified material should go to the government. But here's the BS behind this whole thing with Garland. Who decides what's classified? The final judge is the president of the United States. Yeah, I know. They can just do it in an email even. They can unclassify or classify at any point in time. He can wave his hand and that's all he needs to do. Yeah, so it's just ridiculous. This whole thing is weird. And the other thing is, uh, four presidents before him didn't cooperate at all. And they took way more files. So it's just, there's there's so many. That's why the planting of evidence seems like it could be real. Like They might do that. Uh, There's no question they're planting evidence. Yeah. Because they ordered the CCTV shut off. They wouldn't let the lawyers be present when they went through the material. Um, they went into the president's safe and that wasn't on the search warrant. I could go on and on and on in case people haven't heard the judge that granted the search warrant as a lawyer had represented Epstein and his, and his colleagues. Um, that's, that's probably the least damaging thing, but it just, it goes to show character. But, uh, he also recused himself from the Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump lawsuit six weeks earlier and all of a sudden now he can do a search warrant and not recuse himself. That doesn't even make any sense. And this guy's a bomba donor and, you know, on and on and on, all the things that we know to be true. So the whole thing is flawed on its face. Garland tried to run from responsibility and is caught and had to admit that it was a lie. But it's kind of like, yeah, so what? What are you going to do about it? So this is the criminality we exist. But the alien thing's interesting. I'm going to put some feelers out about this. I don't think... I don't think it's about aliens, though. I don't. I think it's about nothing. I think it's about planning evidence. It could, yeah, it me. could be. The thing about the aliens that that is interesting, and I I interviewed dark journalist um, uh, Daniel Linst a, a while ago about this, and that Trump's uncle um, was his, his uncle was the head of the Tesla file for MIT. Did you know that? No. Yeah, so he ran the Tesla file to get rid of it and to cover it up and to do all that stuff. So Trump, and he was close to his uncle. So there's more going on there in that direction I thought was very interesting. Yeah. um, You know, I'll go back to Genesis 6 and I'll give you an alternative view. I don't think there's aliens. I think there's demonic spirits that can appear to be aliens. Other dimensions. Yeah, well, I don't even think it has to be even other dimensions. I just think that they, they're they faking. Let's put it this way. Satan, this is Satan's planet. He was, his angels, they were banished here. Uh, in fact, this is a well-known fact. Let me tell you how well-known this is. Uh, I have a good friend, Vance Davis. We've been friends for over 30 years. And Vance uh, was in NATO, but he was there in NATO as a member of the NSA. And he was told in his training that, Good forces and bad forces fought in the cosmos. The bad forces lost. 
They were cast to earth. They want to take over the human soul, but they couldn't figure out how to do it. So they have to change the human being. This is 10 years before, and he told me this 30 years ago, it's 10 years before the first use of the term transhumanism, but that's exactly what he's describing. And he describes it in detail. And I also knew Robert O'Dean, which was a friend of Vance's, and he was the senior non-com of NATO. And they all tell the same story. I, I, I was at a conference with Robert O'Dean, and we spent a lot of time talking about my dad's work and about what his how his work paralleled it. And, and I'm telling you, they all tell the same story. Jesse Zaboder tells the story, too, in a different way. Same thing in this Ago. Yeah, this is where I think the greatest, you have to go per, with preponderance of the evidence. Now, listen, this is a vast universe, and I can't say there's not aliens out there, but this is Satan's planet. That means he's here, his minions are here, the fallen angels are doing their evil deeds, and I do believe that they make up the control of the new world order. I, that's my religious belief. And I think that these people would stop at nothing, including imitating aliens in an alien attack to try to get everything under one house so Satan can solidify the earth, destroy it before Jesus can return. Because he knows once the tribulation starts, the clock is ticking and he has three and a half years. And if uh, we get to that seven year mark at the very end, Jesus sitting on the throne, well, all these little guys will be thrown into the lake of fire. Hmm. So that that's, is, and I don't mean to give people a religious lecture, but I think this comes a lot closer than saying there's aliens from Alpha Centauri. We don't have any proof of that, at least not in the public domain. So it just it's very interesting because we are obviously dealing with uh, evil. And so it's hard to argue that that might not be happening. And I don't think Tucker Carlson's an, an agent of disinformation. I did. I wondered that one time when he wouldn't take on the election topic. But. If you look at Fox News and people hear me clearly, if I say anything that you hear today, Fox News uses, I think, good journalists. I think Sean Hannity's sincere. I think Tucker Carlson's sincere. I think Steve Hilton, Judge Janine. I think they're all sincere, uh, except for a few. Brett Baer is a freaking joke. He should be on CNN. But I think that these people are being used by Fox as controlled opposition. We'll tell you 90% of the truth. And will make the public think something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. These politicians coming on here talking about voter fraud now, and they're talking about all the corruption of Biden. Something's going to happen. They're doing this to get the American people to stand down. It's a pressure release valve. This is a tactic used and derived from the Tavistock Institute based on psychological manipulation of communities. And this dates back to the 1920s, where they talked about these techniques. Many of them were used by Nazi Germany, and they're very much in play today. And I think this is what we're seeing with Fox News. And in fact, let me tell you what Fox News is doing now. They're using Tucker Carlson as their point guy for alien dissemination of information. He started off a year and a half ago with Luis Elizondo, who supposedly was working in black projects involving UFOs, and he had Luis Elizondo on several times. And clearly he had to be CIA, and once they CIA, always CIA. And then you go forward, and he, uh, Tucker Carlson broke the story of the TikTok incident involving uh, Navy uh, fighter pilots and uh, on-ship radar that detected these fantastic craft doing fantastic things. And now we got official recognition from the Navy 
that this is real, covered by Fox News. And now Tucker Carlson just did a commercial I saw yesterday. He says, oh, yeah, we're going to look now at cattle mutilations and alien abductions. In other words, this is what we would call the desensitization of the American public on the topic. For 60 years, they lied, for starting with Project Blue Book, about the alien story. You saw swamp gas. You're psychologically impaired. If you're saying these things, you need to be medicated. And now they've kind of flipped the coin, and they're saying, oh, it's all real. And they're slowly desensitizing us. And I'm telling you, they're leading to Project Blue Beam, a fake alien invasion designed to consolidate the planet. Yeah, I've heard that, that that's kind of one of their goals. One thing I don't like about Tucker, and so I'm, I'm hearing that you're saying that he can't cross a line. So if he gets too close to a line, they tell him he can't go there. Or do you think he's ignorant? I mean, he seems too smart to be ignorant. Because when it came to the election, this is where I really had a problem. He wouldn't, he acted like that there was no evidence. And he took, he did the party line, like no tomorrow. There you go. Except that you just reiterated what I just said about my concern about Tucker initially. I will tell you this. Do you think it's an accident he had the week off when all this crap is going down? Yeah, maybe not. Maybe that's one of the reasons. This is not an accident. Yeah. So he wouldn't say anything because he can't. But I do have an issue with, you know, what if he doesn't know it, is he being told not to say it? And why does he not have a problem with that? You know, why do these people not have a problem with being called off its topic? They just care about keeping to make money? I mean, I don't understand. I think that's a motivation, but I also think this, too. If you and I had limits put on us and we could at least tell something. Maybe. And we had a gun pointed to our head, we would tell something. Yeah, maybe. At least the public will know something. At least I'm serving some purpose of truth, even if I can't go all the way. This is how I think he probably justifies it. Yeah, maybe. I just, it's very disturbing when you're seeing uh, things that are taking our country down and they're helping that at, at important times where it's critical, they're allowed to talk about what they can uh, most of the time. And then when it's really critical, they, they don't, they support the other side. That's a disturbing thing. Yeah. And so on that well, way, they're supporting the entire agenda. Um, yes. I'm telling you, the pressure release valve is absolutely 100% accurate because people are thinking, oh, good, something's going to happen. My wife said this the other day. She said, as I talked about, that was an amazing revelation on Tucker tonight. She goes, yeah, but nothing will happen. And she's exactly right. That's right. Yep. Nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. All that does over Um, time is it makes people delusioned. You know, they're like, well, whatever. You guys won't do anything anyways. Well, we're conditioned we can't make a difference. If you had, and this is what the data tells us, um, the data on social psychological research, and I need to get back into this again. I've covered this 10 years ago, and i got to do it again. Yeah, this is your background, right? You're a psychologist. Yeah. Yeah. You taught at university and everything else. Yeah, this is more timely. Um, If you have 3% of the population committed to an ideal, they can disrupt the entire population. And, and totally disrupt it. And um, we're not seeing that yet. We know that probably 40 to 50% of the country has some degree of awareness of the criminal corruption that they're being ruled under. In other words, the Constitution is gone and yeah. people see evidence of it. Uh, this is what the research from SNARK, that's a social research investigative group, 
that they say that when the knowledge of an event or the uh, assimilation of a fad uh, reaches 10%, that it takes off like wildfire. And 10% is always the magic number, but 3% is the disruptive number for social chaos. 10% is when things just go apeshit and no one can stop it. So this is... Um, but aren't we past at- 10? I mean, that's yeah. is that what we're seeing now? And is that... Yes. And they just don't an know how to deal with it. Okay, go ahead. No, I have an explanation for it. Um, a guy named Seligman did a study back in the 60s. And uh, but people don't get mad at me for telling this study. I didn't do it. I own three dogs and we pamper them. Okay, so please keep that in mind. But since they did the study, we'd be foolish not to extract the meaning from the study. So in the study, they took a dog and they put the dog on an electrical grid. They shocked the dog and the dog was able to escape. And they showed escapable behavior. Then they erected a huge barrier around the grid and shocked the dog. And the dog frantically tried to leave, but eventually the dog laid down and accepted its shock. And then they continued that conditioning process for a period of time. Then eventually they removed the barriers on the grid and the dog could clearly see it all had to do to escape the shock was to walk off the grid and it didn't. And it continued to accept the shock. Now, this is what we call learned helplessness. And it explains why, you know, some people in the face of having good options in life, they choose the bad options because this is what they're conditioned to do. People like me don't get these kind of opportunities. I don't deserve the success. Uh, I don't have any effect on my government. My actions make no difference. My vote makes no difference. This is, is all part of the learned helplessness model. There's hope, though. There was actually a corollary done to this research. And what they found, it was when they put the dog in a colony of dogs on an open grid after that dog had been conditioned just to lay there and accept the shock, the other dogs would scatter to the winds and this dog would continue to lay there. But when they removed the dog from that environment, physically moved it off the grid, it began to imitate the other dogs And so after a period of conditioning there, we call this counter conditioning, then the electric grid would issue the shock and the dog would follow the other dogs because it had been conditioned that its actions did make a difference. And see, there's a real moral to the story for America right now. We're living in a, and they know they're, I'll put it this way, the left knows they're overwhelming us with debilitating information that psychologically paralyzes us and that they're going to come and get us. They love the IRS propaganda. Everyone's going to have their taxes audited. We're arming the IRS. They're prepared to kill you. And, and, and they're really creating this MO. They're, they're talking about sniper school for IRS agents I know. now. Be uh, ready and, to have your gun and use and, lethal force. But this is part of the uh, creating learned helplessness model. And, and so unless we can find a group of Americans that will stand up and basically get other people to follow them to leave that electrical grid, we're going to go right down the path. We'll be the sheep that walks off the cliff, and we are going to go into the most despotic existence in, in world history. We have the technology now to eliminate every dissident in America And these people that are running the government, Garland is pure evil. Biden is out of it, but he's controlled by Obama, Susan Rice, and Nice. These people are so evil, 
they will not hesitate to eliminate, I mean, physically kill all opposition to what they want. In fact, if people doubt that Obama isn't of that ilk, please consider his association with the founder of the Weatherman Underground. And uh, he was his organization was penetrated by an FBI informant. And I interviewed the FBI informant several times. And he told me that he was told, well, when we take over communist ideal, he said, and this is Bill Ayers I'm speaking of. Uh, and he said uh, that we'll have to put 50 million people in concentration camps and do away with or meaning kill over half of them. And this was in the uh, late 1960s. So when we had half the population we do today. So we're talking 100 million people in concentration camps, and we're talking a death rate of over 50 million, according to Bill Ayers. Well, why is this important? Bill Ayers' work led to the election of Barack Obama to the state Senate in Illinois. They launched his political campaign from their Hyde Park, Chicago home, Bill Ayers. And by the way, he wasn't just a radical 60s, hippie, crazy anti-Vietnam guy. This was well orchestrated. All the people that were the leaders of the Weatherman Underground were the sons and daughters of highly successful financiers that were Marxists. Uh, Bill Ayers' father ran Con Ed, just for example. And so these were highly successful, very wealthy young people committed to bringing Marxism to America. And Barack Obama was their boy. When they got him elected, that was their boy to bring all this in. And he's the man now that sits behind the scenes that's calling a lot of these shots. And people need to understand that it's not Biden. We can use the term Biden, but we mean his administration. He's not, I mean, the only thing he can do is read the Ron Burgundy fine print on the teleprompter. That's right. Uh, I mean, this is all he's good for. Uh, I wish they'd put in there sometime, you know, F all you Americans. Yeah, they, <laughs> just they like, just, just could like do the anything. Ron Burgundy movie. Yeah. Well, let, let me ask you, this is another important thing. We don't have that much more time. What about Carrie Lake? Because I know that you are really up on what's going on in Arizona, probably more than anybody else yeah. in the state. And what is, because she's not officially the candidate yet. So why is that? No, that's a good question. Let me give you the backside of this. Katie Hobbs is a $2 million supported candidate for the Secretary of State. And Katie Hobbs is a total communist. She's a mindless oomph with a low IQ no integrity, no morality. She even announced in her campaign, Secretary of State, my job is to get elected and I'll get other Democrats elected too. I mean, she said this, I, I published the video of mm. this on my site. It's not like someone told me. Okay, so she's supposed to be the governor, okay? Um, Robeson, uh, the wife of a huge, huge entrepreneur in terms of great wealth, and some people say he has Marxist leanings. I don't know if that's true or not. But Robeson does. When she was, I used to work in this community college district. I was a basketball coach for 10 years in this district. And I taught some courses in this district. And uh, I remember when she was on the board, uh, like the school board, she voted to give illegal aliens free tuition, yet she's campaigning on border security when she was running against Carrie Lake. Now, here comes Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake quit being the number one newscaster in Arizona. Number one, not even close. All these awards. And she said, I can't continue to lie to the American people like we're lying to them. And so she quit to run for governor. 
she did donate to Barack Obama, but I I don't really I'm not bothered by that because at the time that she did it, it would have been the fashionable thing for someone in the media to do, whether or not they liked him or not. Well, and people so also me, learned and changed and lots have changed since then. Yeah. Well, let, let me let me just finish the story real quick because Carrie Lake, uh, I voted for her in the primary. Uh, because I think she's the lesser of two evils, and I don't know if she's evil. She doesn't have a track record. We'll have to wait and see, but I know I don't want Robeson, who's a liar, saying that she'll protect us on the border when she was supporting illegal aliens getting free tuition. There's no way I could support that. But here's the interesting thing in Arizona. They're still counting votes after all this time. In other words, they're two, this is what I was they're told They're figuring by out it. how to cheat. Well, yeah. Well, let me just tell you this. I was told this by a man who was in law enforcement, and I won't say where. And I was told this by another guy who's retired DOJ. And both people told me this on the same day, that the plan is to get Robeson elected uh, as, a, as the Republican nominee for governor. And she takes a dive in the campaign and Katie Hobbs gets elected. Carrie Lake won't take such a dive. And so what's interesting about that is they're still counting votes to unseat Carrie Lake. The fix could be in in Maricopa County. Well, it sounds, um, sounds like it. that's their mode now is when somebody wins by a lot, they have to shut it down and say, okay, how can we cheat now? And they, they ballots, spend some time. Ballots, ballots, they're counting yeah. ballots now. Yeah, well, I know, how, but how it's so How many times have we seen this before? That's right. Okay. That's um, right. You know, we need Dinesh D'Souza and now we need to have 2001 mules. Um, the other thing I want to mention before we close, and, and there's not much to develop here on this, but I, I know an awful lot about the Kennedy assassination. I know what led up to it. I know the forces that were involved. I even know the trigger man on the grassy knoll where he was from his name. I know everything about him. Um, when we look at the Kennedy assassination, they first tried to discredit him with sexual scandal. They did that with Donald Trump. And then quietly through the FBI intimidating Kennedy, they tried to intimidate him with political scandal like the stolen election in Cook County that his dad arranged with Meyer Lansky, organized crime figure. Uh, so they tried to get him on that. Um, and when that didn't work and he just kept, you know, basically – yeah, I love Kennedy because he pissed on their leg and told them it was raining. And and I just love what he did to them, but he paid for it with his life. Yeah. You know, whether it was uh, a nuclear arms reduction, no Vietnam War, producing his own silver coin as opposed to the Federal Reserve. Now, I mean, I go on and on the doing away with the oil depletion allowance for the Rockefellers. Um, everything was there. And finally, he says, we're going to make uh, an example of him. And they didn't try to assassinate him in a covert way. It was a public execution that was yep. a message to everybody else that would follow. Now, let me take this example. Because I have followed this scenario, Donald Trump's in the same mode. I believe that that the, the Democrats in deep state know they can't lose control of both houses of Congress or even one house of Congress because they won't get their stuff passed. It, it, government will be paralyzed for two years and it would be coming up on 2024. So I believe Kennedy, I believe uh, Donald Trump is in the assassination zone right now. If they can't indict him based on fake evidence that they did in Mar-a-Lago and every piece of their behavior, they had every opportunity to install fake evidence 
because there wasn't proper oversight from Trump's lawyers to look and see that the law was being followed. So when we look at this, I think Trump is a marked man. And Trump one time said this, and I totally agree. This is the best quote I think he ever said. He said, I am not their enemy. You are. I'm just in the way. That's, yeah. And I totally agree with that sentiment. They want to subjugate. Look at look at the digital coin that we talked about. They want to totally subjugate you, bend to their to their will. And I'm just going to make two associations here. We have an unbelievable amount of American politicians, including even the mayor of Phoenix. That's how far down they go in the hierarchy that have been trained by Klaus Schwab in their young global leaders program. Trudeau, half of the uh, Biden administration, uh, they they are all, by the way, don't believe Tulsi Gabbard, folks. She's mask masquerading as a fake conservative. I don't have time to develop this thought today, but they have plans for her. She is not a conservative. She's trained by Klaus Schwab, and she has ultra-liberal views that I'm sure have not changed. But anyway, let's talk about Trump just to kind of conclude this. Um they know they're running out of time, and uh, and if you don't think they're their, you're their enemy, um, Noel Uvalde Harari, the right-hand man to Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum that's trained so many world leaders, including our own, said, we don't need all these people in the world. He said this yesterday. This broke in the news yesterday. What they're basically saying is all those quotes of depopulation that we used to talk about 15 years ago and you'd read about in print, they're true. They want 90% of you gone. This is why I think they blew up the uh, uh, the Georgia Guidestones, because the Georgia Guidestone says reduce the population to 500 million, which is a 90% reduction. So I think that this is exactly why they did what they did with the Georgia Guidestones. They want to wipe out most of humanity. They don't need us. AI, and Harari talked about the AI component to this. Uh, folks, they're going to kill Trump because they can't have him come in and resurge. And why is that? Because he'll put China back in their place. China's their world policeman. China will be their enforcement agent around the world because they've got the landmass and the army to carry out the deeds of the New World Order. And they can't have Trump coming in and opposing China. We can't have a resurgence of American patriotism. They're criminalizing American patriotism with all these profiles of domestic terrorists. If you fly a Betsy Ross flag or the come and take it flag, the Gonzalez flag in Texas, you're a domestic terrorist. They want to squelch all patriotism because America has to fall. We're the last obstacle to the new world order. And if Trump looks like he may surge and become the president, lead a movement to take both houses back, if they can't indict him, they are going to assassinate him. There's no question in my mind. Okay, so we uh, have very little time. So finish up your thought and tell us where we can find your work. Well, I think that's my final thought. I think that I'll let that stand as my final statement. I'll just say this. You can find me at thecommonsenseshow.com. We have a TV show, thecommonsenseshow.tv. Uh, we have podcasts that are listed at thecommonsenseshow.com. We run all of them right there at the bottom of the page. And uh, we're just wherever we can be, whenever we can be. And it's always great being on with you, and I know we're pushed for time. Okay. Thanks, Dave. You're awesome. Thanks, Sarah, for having me on. It's really an honor to be with you. Take care. <laughs>